Welcome to Ask the Therapist, the podcast that invites you into the therapist room to explore the world of mental health with me, your host, Sarah Rees. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of Ask the Therapist. It's lovely to have you here. Today we are talking to Ash Barlow, who's a personal trainer. And in fact, he was my personal trainer for about five years, I think. I, I, th- I say in the um, in the episode that I went to him to get really fit and lost ba- lose about five dress sizes in two weeks, which was, of course, completely unachievable. I used to hate going to the gym. It was never my thing. But when I hit 40 and I came down with a thyroid condition that affected my metabolism, the gym was the only thing that stabilised my weight. And I had to learn to change my relationship with the gym for my physical and my mental health. And Ash helped me do that. And back in January, I interviewed Jenna McAvoy, a personal trainer, and that episode went down so well. We are six months into the year now and I thought I bet we all need a bit of a reminder to get going with our physical health or keep going with it. And I know lots of therapists listen to this um, podcast and we sit down for a living, which is as bad as smoking 20 cigarettes a day, I hear. So we all need to get moving for our physical and our mental health. So Ash today in this bonus episode is going to talk through why it's so important for our physical and mental health to keep ourselves moving. I hope you enjoy. Hello Ash, thank you so much for coming on and doing this episode with me. Hi sir, thanks for inviting me, it's really nice to see you. It's a pleasure because we worked together for, um, I think I came to you for about, I was going to see you for four months, get in shape for a holiday and five years later. Um, I know and even through the lockdowns we still cracked on didn't we? We did, I never, you know when the gyms would were shut and that would have been my out but you never gave me an out, you kept me going every week. Fantastic, no but, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I helped, I really am, you know it was, it was yeah. a good time for everyone so. Yeah because when I think when I met you I going to the gym I'd got to it because I had a thyroid condition and I was putting on weight and exercising was the only thing that was keeping me well and it was keeping stabilizing my weight so I had like before you I was not an exerciser and I didn't like the gym and now I'm still gymming and exercising there we go there we've made that switch as I suppose part of your lifestyle now isn't it so, yeah, it's just what I do. So thank you for that. Big thank no, you. No, no, you're more than welcome. Yeah. But can you tell us about your journey into becoming um, a personal trainer, how that came about? And Yeah, so, I mean, it was many, many years ago. So yeah. I've been doing this for 13 years now. Wow. Um, all started off with me, like, going through a number of jobs, being made redundant, but always being in sport. So, you know, I was always involved in uh, karate, kickboxing, boxing. Um, then I heard this announcement one one day to go and you know inquire about you know being a personal trainer, uh, doing a private paid course. Went and inquired, uh, saved up five grand, went and did it. You know, thirteen years later, here I am. It was the best thing I ever did. Was it? What type of clients do you see? I see a, a quite a vast range of clients, uh, different age groups, um, different capabilities. You know, some people with injuries some people with like bad illnesses that I try and help them get through training to help because it does help that. 
Um, and then, you know, some people that are just looking to generally you know, change the lifestyle and just be better, get, you know, get some stronger. And we all know that physical exercise is really good for our mental health. Absolutely. How? Tell us about that. Tell us a bit more about so, that. There's a, there's a lot of science behind it, yeah. uh, which I'm sure people have heard, you know, doing exercise helps lift endorphins, you know, which it does, which then can instantly make you feel better. But I think the whole thing around, you know, um, fitness training is that once you build into a, a new lifestyle where you are exercising regularly, you are training, you're looking after yourself, you're generally going to feel better anyway about yourself because, you know, you know, look better, you're going to feel about better about what you're doing and hitting small goals which then leads to bigger goals and I think that is a massive boost for mental health because you're looking at the number one there aren't you yeah. and that's why I do it I, I I train myself mainly for my mental health because it keeps me going you know it keeps me feeling positive I feel great yeah you know? I remember I mean I think you used to laugh at me because I used to use like a two kilogram kettlebell didn't I you soon not that me into shape and and I got heavier but I when I physically got stronger I did feel mentally stronger I don't know how that works but I did I felt like because I'd never felt strong in my body before right I see I suppose yeah um, a lot of clients that gave me feedback over the years and you know a lot of them said to me you know um from you know getting stronger um definitely and you know getting fitter people have said that you know they feel a bit more resilient in, in themselves that like they can just like handle a bit more you know if they've got like a bit of pressure upon them to do something or if they've got you know like physical things that they need to do rather than being stressed they, they feel capable and, and they do it do you see people's psychology change from when you start working with somebody to you know down the line oh, absolutely absolutely you know I've worked with you know a good number of people over the years that have been you know, say like antidepressants, for example, who are like super stressed with work, don't sleep, you know, take sleeping tablets to get them to bed, to take antidepressants, like get them through the day and, you know, through coaching, you know, regular contact, you know, showing them what they can actually achieve through fitness, through training uh, and, the, and the boost that it, that gives their, uh, their mindset. Um, you know, I've taken people off antidepressants and you know, switch the lifestyle around to where they're feeling constantly positive about themselves because they're making themselves better. When people are like depressed or burnt out, yeah, sometimes they're knackered, aren't they? Like they can't do anything. How do you get somebody like that moving? Okay, so so if somebody approached me and they were on like absolute burnout, um, the first thing I would focus on is sleep. Absolutely, you know, everything we could do to improve somebody's sleep. That's got to be number one because with sleep, it gives you better hormone balance. You wake up in the morning generally just being be feeling better because you're recovered. And then we look at how we can, you know, change their day slightly. So, you know, help with energy levels. You're looking at the nutrition because that's massive for energy. You know, keeping energy levels balanced more than anything. Um, and then look at, I suppose, other stresses in, in the lifestyle to see how they can you know, change things around to make the lifestyle a little bit easier. And then I'd say once somebody is past that stage where they're not in burnout anymore, is then start looking at exercise. So no, sleep number one. Yeah, for people that sometimes are a bit depressed, but 
low in energy. They've got to get moving and then the feelings follow. People generally wait till they feel better, don't they? And then start moving. But sometimes you've got to move. Sometimes it literally just takes you to, you know, just get out the door and, and just go for a walk and just, just start there. Yeah, absolutely. If somebody's like, you know, rock bottom, just start somewhere as small as it is, just start somewhere. You know, yeah. it could just be a 10 minute walk around the block mm. once a day, but then you start doing it twice a day. You start doing it three times a day. Next minute, you know, you're hitting 12,000 steps a day and then you start exercising this and it, one thing leads to another. Yeah. I remember you used to get me to do little runs for 10 minutes. I think you tricked me into doing more and more exercise. And before I knew it, I was doing quite a lot, but you know, you think, oh gosh, yeah small small goals and small gains it is yeah yeah small goals which are you know for the, for the client you know achievable like you don't want to overwhelm them with something you want to give them something that's like right here you go that's definitely achievable let's do it and then let's do it more regularly yeah i think yeah. one thing that is done very well in the world of personal coaching and not so well in therapy is that you focus a lot more on consistency, whereas a pro- we as therapists should probably do more of that. How how do you keep some get somebody to be consistent in what they're doing? I mean, coming to a personal trainer kept me consistent because I'd keep your appointment. But if I had to, if I could miss a gym class, I'd probably would. So consistency. So um, I think having a coach definitely gives you more accountability. You know, if you've got a good coach, they will support you regularly, you know, not just in the session, but outside the session. So, you know, catching up with you today, dropping a message, saying, you know, how are you feeling? You know, what are you up to today? Have you done this? Have you done that? So that's kind of accountability, which, yeah, leads to consistency. Um, I suppose, you know, selling people little tasks, things, you know, things to do. You know, I do that with my clients because it does make them more consistent, you know, and being on the phone just to make sure that they're doing it people up a lot more and kind of in giving them prompts which we probably don't do that much yeah it could literally be uh sarah just like a message just to say how are you feeling today and their response could be oh yeah feeling really good but you know what i actually need to do this because i didn't get a chance to do it yesterday or you know and it, then it gives them that accountability and once they're aware of something they will become more consistent consistent uh, consistent and then i suppose when pe- people start seeing results in their mindset and how they're feeling it then spurs them on to do more you think it's more about how they're feeling or how they look which has the bigger motive i know feeling absolutely absolutely yeah i yeah 100 from what the feedback that i've got of uh, my clients over the years it's how they feel because that's what spurts them on and then you start seeing the, the big changes in how they look you know the aesthetics so or feeling absolutely that's interesting, isn't it? Because people might start the journey thinking, I want to look completely different. But actually, the, the most more the initial powerful thing is how they're going to be feeling is going to be. Uh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I rely on it now a bit more for my mental health, whereas I didn't. Well, I, you know, I think it's improved how I feel. So I, you know, I probably do it more for how I feel. Actually, I've not thought about yeah, yeah. It's like you've had a bad day at work or, you know, a busy period and you just want to get yourself on, the, on a bike or go for a walk. You're always going to feel, feel better after yeah. doing it, aren't you? If you'd like to find out more about life behind the scenes of private practice, then why not join us in our Therapist Corner Substack community? 
Therapist Corner on Substack offers an exclusive look behind the scenes of the business of therapy, bringing together diverse perspectives and exploring the how and why of the business of therapy. Visit therapistcorner.co.uk to sign up or for more information. People that you work with that get to their goals, whatever they are, and keep really consistent, what's what's different about those compared to the ones that just drop off the radar a little bit? I suppose people, um, the difference is people that drop off the radar maybe aren't ready to, you know, start making commitments to to me or to to anything else that, you know, is is going on in life. They're just maybe sometimes just a bit more over over the place and they need to fix a few things before they can start committing to themselves. It's not necessarily you know, the training is committing to themselves to, to do stuff. Um, when people are in a good place and, you know, we've set them small targets, the difference that you see is like they would never go back to being that person that's a bit all over the place. Yeah. People, they, they get organised and they make it priority to do something. So routine, you're talking about routine there. Like if you yeah. can you commit to having it in your routine and then it's just what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of my clients have said now that they, they couldn't live without it. Yeah. You know, it has to be part of their their week, the part of their lifestyle. How long does it take from you hating to go to the gym, not wanting to go to, to it's they love it and they want to do it? How long do you think? Um, I, th- I think a matter of weeks. You know, if they're, if they're doing what's right for them, yeah, matter of weeks. Could be after the first session to do something. Yeah. That they find that they actually really enjoy, you know, that they feel like capable of doing it. It's like, let's go. You know, I had a guy last week, never done exercise before, like in your strength training, boxing, you know, just did a little bit of golf here and there. Had him in last week, you know, did like a bit of an M- MOT with him. And he's like a super busy guy. And I've managed to like get a hold of him and, you know, get him in, you know, once a week. And we did some new types of exercise that he's never done before, but he really enjoyed it. Straight away, he was like, I can't wait to do this next week. That's amazing. So you found what's right for him. So you have yes. to find your thing. Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, you know, strength training might not be for everyone. You know, they might want to go, go and do like a dance class or a spin class or just go just go and walk, in, in the, you know, out, outside. It's, it's finding what works for you. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And if somebody was listening to this, I think all my listeners are quite active, but if there was a real couch potato that was like starting from scratch, what would they need to do? What would what do you think they need to do? So uh, absolute beginner, set small achievable goals. It could be 10 minute walk a day. Yeah. Which I think for, you know, couch potato is definitely realistic. You said to someone, you need to go and do a 10 minute walk around the block. But you might think, what's the point? How's 10 minutes going to help? Thing is, though, it's, it's uh, accumulation. And con- again, consistency. If something is, is achievable, somebody will be more consistent with it. So yeah. if I said to an absolute beginner, I want to always do a 10-minute walk a day, you know, they've done uh, over the week, you know, 70 minutes of walking, so, you know, just over an hour. Exactly. And then we go, the next, yeah. okay. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of steps compared to doing nothing. You know, you've got if, Someone's doing absolutely nothing to doing just over an hour's walk each week. That's spread out through the week. You know, it's quite a lot. And then you slowly build on that. Yeah, yeah. That's where I would start. Small, achievable goals, goals that's 
not overwhelming. Yeah. And there's lots of therapists that listen to this as well. That um, as for a job, we sit down. That's really bad for us, isn't it? So, it is. Yeah, it's it's bad for anybody. Like, yeah, I mean, eighty percent of the population sit down working, don't they? Yeah. yeah, for far too long. So get up uh, in between work and move regularly. You know, say every hour you set yourself a, a task just to like you know walk around the house or something, or go and do like a little job. Do some stretches on the floor next to you. Do some desk, desk stretches, um, which if I've we, got. That, so. If we weren't doing that and we were like seizing up a little bit, what what's the what can happen? Do we just um, have backache or what? Yeah, so it's more the accumulation of it. So you know, you might just start off being a little bit stiff at first, but then over time, it can lead to like postural issues. It can lead to joints being you know worn down, like your lower back in a bad way your hips going that tight it's causing discomfort in your hips or your lower back uh i've had people with like severe neck pain you know Mm -hmm. from like straining the neck leaning forwards when they're on the laptop so don't ignore it you know as soon as you start feeling something that's you know a little bit uncomfortable a bit tight uh you know get on top of it straight away you know see a physio see a coach start Mm -hmm. doing some basic stretches and just generally just you know move around more yeah, yeah. So that's, it sounds like if we could set the target of being every hour, get a, a, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, every hour. And it could be for like a, literally a couple of minutes every hour, like in between calls, you know, work, whatever you're doing. Um, but that little bit of movement will just stretch the joint, stretch the tissue, and stop it from all seizing up. Do you notice when you go on holiday, maybe you don't? Well, you probably just exercise, do you, on holiday? Uh, I do, yeah, of course I do. Um, not yeah. not as much as I would do at home, you know, yeah. but I'll still try and do a little bit. Like, I just got back from Spain and I did, I think, two 30-minute workouts, which I set myself to do. And the rest of the time, I was just busy. You know, I'd be walking around, you know, I'd be in the swimming pool. So, you know, I won't be sat down much. Yeah, yeah. So you're really good at keeping yourself busy. And what has exercise done for you, do you think? I think over the years, it just helped switch my mindset, you know, just to be a more, I suppose, positive person because I'm looking after myself and, you know, had a tough tough childhood. Um, and I think exercise in a way and doing this job has, like, saved me because it's it's taught me something about myself. It's, you know, from that I can teach other people and I love helping people. How did you find it if, you know, because it's quite a healthy thing to do, you know, if you're having a tough time in your childhood and then you you latch on to you can latch on to bad things I suppose that's what I'm trying oh, to oh yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. other stuff but you got into sport how how did that come about well I, I was I was always in sport and then I, I just I mean I, I went through a bad time with like jobs and redundancies and that's what I need something here I need something that's just going to get me going again you know get a bit of fire you know in, in the engine and I, I just went and inquired about you know being a coach, you know, being a, a personal trainer, and I chatted to him, and they're like, you know, "This is what's going to happen." And I went, "Right, you know what? I'm just going to go for it." It was literally that impulsive. I, I just went for it. Quite a positive mindset. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to really move things forward. Yeah. And, and, uh, yes, and when I started to learn about myself, about a human body, and what I could actually achieve, you know, the the potential I had with training, exercise, and what it does for you, I was like. Oh my god, this is amazing! And I was in the gym every single day. Really? 
Oh was... yeah, as a, as a you know, when I was younger and in my early twenties, when I first started out, I was in the gym every single day, just learning, just like figuring out, you know, what I could do, and getting to know yourself. And... Exactly, yeah, and you know what, it was more the feeling that I got from it of, of, because I was doing something positive for myself. You know, my, um, I, I, I just felt better. Because lots of us are not reaching our potential, are we? We're in like jobs where I suppose we are sat down. Like our lives are geared up to being sat in cars, sat in front of a computer. Yeah, yeah. And people accept it. You know, people accept it. So, you know, I think people should experiment more. Absolutely. Especially people that are, you know, quite sedentary. Experiment. You know, go and join a class. You know, go and speak to a coach. You know, go and do some walking somewhere you know learn new things please it's good for the body it's good for the brain especially as we get older yeah yeah keeps the the brain going we need it for kind of keeping ourselves sharp keeping the blood flowing to the brain isn't well, it so, yeah you know it can prevent things like you know alzheimer's and dementia from coming on you know it yeah. keeps this busy and that's what we want we want to keep the body busy because you know you don't want to get down the line and you start getting things like arthritis osteoporosis that can you know really really affect you as you get older so yeah. training, generally just looking after yourself, prevents them. Yeah, doing something for yourself. I think this has been so useful because we had Jenna came on at the in January and kind of talked about some people getting started for the year. And then we're kind of six months in now. And I think this is everybody's reminder to keep going. Oh, fantastic. Good. Well, you know what? I really hope it helps. I'm absolutely sure it will do. And what one question that I ask all everybody that comes on is if you could go back to your 15-year-old self, what would you say to him? What advice would you give to the 15-year-old Ash? Get support. Go, yeah. you know, speak to people, ask for advice, ask for support. You know, whatever it is that you're you're lacking, ask because these people are that will help and yeah. guide you, you know, guide you in the right direction. And that's one thing that I should have done soon, like a lot sooner as a as a you know teenager. Yeah, but it's difficult with teenage boys, isn't it? That they're, they're kind of programmed to keep it all in and and be tough. Do you think you're better at it now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. God. And if people want to follow you and kind of find out more about you, where are you most active? And I can put yeah. So the best place to find me is, is on Facebook. Uh, or on Instagram and that's where I'd say I'm definitely more active over the media at the moment yeah amazing and I shall put all the links in the show notes so people can thank you so much Sarah follow you because you do share some very useful information and and things that kind of are good reminders you you share so yeah yeah and I'm always happy to you know give out advice to people as well they contact me absolutely fantastic thank you so much Thank you for listening to today's episode of Ask the Therapist. I'll be discussing all you've heard in this episode and more over in the Therapist Corner community on Substack. To join me there, just click on the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care of your mental well-being as you continue on the path to becoming the best version of yourself.